by showing you actually the latest satellite picture of Slow news beyond the headline. Now it's time to take a look at an underreported global issue. This week we will talk about the Brazilian economy. To be more precise, how it has overcome its worst recession in 30 years and what Brazilians can expect from now on. Our slow news reporter Mario Braga is here with me in the studio. Hey Mario. Um, I'm intrigued. We're talking about the end of a recession now because what I have in mind are the recessions right after the global financial crisis in 2008. What happened differently in Brazil? Yeah, you're right. Uh, just so you get a sense, like we had the global economy falling, for example, 1.7% in 2009, right after the recession, while Brazilian economy fell only 0.1%. So it was a pretty good result. And that's because the Brazilian government decided to intervene when it uh, realized there was a financial collapse worldwide. So what it did was it get a lot of public money and it just put into the economy, like subsidized credit, they're kind of making public investments. So the economy had uh, a reason to grow, despite the fact that the businesses were doing bad. And that had the incredible result. In 2010, Brazil, Brazil grew 7.5% while the global economy was collapsing. And it seemed like a good thing, but then uh, what we had is that uh, it created a very drash, drastic uh, fiscal imbalance. Uh, the government uh, spent more than it should have, so it didn't have money. And then it has uh, an effect of postponing the crisis. That's why you're talking about a crisis in Brazil that hit very late uh, after the financial crisis, only about 2015. But the thing is, when it hit, it hit really hard. Okay, so just that we know, how bad was the recession then? Okay, so we had, uh, for the first time ever, two consecutive years of uh, recession. So in 2015, the GDP, the gross domestic product, which is the sum of all the uh, goods and services that a country produces, it fell 3.5% in 2015, and then another 3.5% in 2016. Uh, the recession lasted for 11 quarters. It began in the second quarter of 2014, and then it lasted until the very end of 2016. In this period, the GDP uh, shrank 8.2%. That's a lot when you're talking about uh, an economy. And then just to give an, uh, some other numbers, for example, in 2015, inflation, which is like the rise of the prices in the economy, it was at 10.5%. So uh, things were getting more expensive, and Brazilians didn't have much money because unemployment was also on the rise. In 2017, it reached the record high of 13.7%. So things were more expensive and people had less money. And also like related to the public uh, deficit, because government had no money at all, the uh, agencies, the credit agencies like the Standard & Poor's and Moody's and Fitch, the, ones that, the same ones about the problem back in the financial crisis, they downgraded Brazil. So Brazil was no longer an investment grade. And that it has effects, for example, on investments as well. How about today? Are things better now? Yeah, like we can say officially that the recession is over because the economy is growing back again. Because after you fall 8.2%, every, every little growth, it's kind of statistically speaking, some growth after this low uh, statistic base, we say. Uh, so in 2017, Brazilian's economy uh, grew 1%. And then, okay, we are out of the recession. But we have also inflation now is under control because no one has money, so no one is buying. If no one is buying, there is no reason to rise prices. So 
the uh, official inflation in Brazil, consumer prices, is uh, under 3%. is a record low, but mostly because of the recession. And unemployment is steadily falling. It's still high, uh, around uh, 12%, but it's falling from the record high that we registered in 2017. We are talking about the Brazilian recession here with Mario Braga, and we will continue right after Yandele and Kla. You are listening to the Planet Mundo show, and we are having a slow news topic here right now, the Brazilian recession. And we talked about how it was, how the economy was, and now we come to the future. Uh, Mario Braga is with me here. What do you think? Will things get better soon? Well, Pia, it's a catchy question because the thing is we had a very bad period. Things were terrible for everyone, mostly everyone. And then you have in 2017 the economy growing 1%. And then it's like uh, it spreads a feeling of confidence and trust that the economy will get better. So there is a lot of optimism back in Brazil. And you have economists predicting, oh, it's going to grow 3% in 2018, 3% in 2019, as if Brazil is like back on track, recession is over. It's not going to affect anymore, but it may not be necessarily like that. Because when you think about GDP, about economy growth, we're talking about basically investments, different kinds of investments, and also consumption, how people are spending money and putting money into the economy. And the perspective for these two are not good. So let's start by the investments. Why do you say investments will not recover quickly? Well, we have basically three main types of investments. That's financial investments, That's public investment, and that's also the private investment, like business investments. When you think about financial, we're talking about stock markets, international investors, uh, hedge funds that puts billions of money into one country or another, like speculative money. And they are regulated mostly by these credit agencies. So since during the recession, and because the government spent too much money, these credit agencies, uh, they downgraded Brazil from the investment grade to the speculative level, Most of these uh, hedge funds, which deal with trillions of dollars, they are obliged by the, their constitution to take the money out. So Brazil lost a lot of these investments. And there is a study that analyzed a lot of countries who were down, which were downgraded, and they took uh, an average of 10 years to get the investment grade back. So we're talking about a decade for financial investment to go back to Brazil in a stronger uh, scenario. And when we talk about public investment, for example, to try to deal with the recession and pass the perception that, no, the government is in control, we're not spending more, we are trying to stitch our budget, the government passed what Vox called the most harsh uh, fiscal adjustment in history in the world. Because what the government did is like it gets a constitutional amendment that it has frozen in real terms the public expenditure for the uh, next 20 years. That means that the investment that the government will be able to do will only grow by the rhythm of the inflation. So in real terms, they're not going to put more money into the economy. And you're talking about this scenario until 2037. So public investment will not drive recovery. And then when we look to the business uh, sector, they're not doing well either. In, uh, investments collapsed 27% in this recession. So they are at a very low level. That's why people are not buying stuff. And then the industry nowadays operates on the... Uh, they have 76% of uh, production uh, to meet the demand. So demand is so low, they have like one quarter of their factories not working. 
So even if the consumption starts to pick up again, they can increase in 30% their production without making investments because their factory basically empty and they just fired a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of space to grow without making investments. So these three different types of investments, the scenarios that do not have uh, perspective to grow anytime soon. And uh, you mentioned before also people's consumption. How is it? How is that going to be affected? Well, and then that's uh, a two coins of the two sides of the same coin because if investments are not growing, if the factories are not producing, they have no reason to hire people, and then that's wh why unemployment is likely to remain high for a longer period. And when you talk about under uh, employment, we're talking about people's money. So if you have in the family. Maybe just the father who is working and the son is not, so they have less money to spend with, or maybe even they don't have money, no one has a job, and then they have just to work by themselves. They try to sell stuff on the street or try to make some improvisation to get their income. And that means families with less income in Brazil. And there is a data that just uh, in 2017, the number of people that are either self-employed, they're just working by themselves, trying to make money somehow, or they are underemployed, they don't have a regular contract, they don't have the full hours to work, they're making much uh, less money. Uh, these categories of uh, positions have overpassed the regular uh, job positions in Brazil. So we have uh, almost 45% uh, of the labor force, which is making less money. And that means that people are going to uh, spend less, and that's as a driver of the GDP, it will also affect the, the strength of the recovery because people won't have money to spend, so the economy won't grow either in that way. Mm -hmm. And are there any other factors that may affect the performance of the Brazilian eco economy? Yeah, unfortunately there are because we're talking about uh, the business environment. That would be something that, for example, could, uh, if the scenario is established, uh, the businessmen, the entrepreneurs, they know what uh, is going to happen in the country. They just decide, okay, I can make this five-year plan and invest. But Brazil is facing now, in October, its presidential elections. And these are the most unpredictable elections since the re-democratization of the country in the 90s, early 90s. So uh, there are about 15 candidates. We have, what, five, six viable. We don't really know what their economic policies are, what will come out after the election. And this means uncertainty. And if the businessmen, if the entrepreneurs, they don't know what's come what come next, they just don't invest because they have no idea if it makes sense to invest or not. So the elections can play this role of being uncertainty for a period. And depending on the result, if the result is a president that does not solve the problems of the economy, then we're talking about uh, maybe going back to recession or having a very uh, harsh period for Brazil in, in the long term. So what are the what are odds for Brazil? What can uh, we expect from its econ econ economic recovery? Well, Pia, uh, given this scenario, uh, the one thing there is for sure is that the economic recovery is not guaranteed. We just cannot operate on the basis that, well, we overcame the recession, it grew 1% in 2017, and now we are back on track and Brazil will have a boom again. That's not going to happen because of all these reasons we we're talking about. And uh, the risks are that Brazil may have a very weak and slow recovery over time, and depending on the results of the recession, it can really limit its potential uh, growth in the long term. Thanks, Mario. This was our slow news report on the recovery of the Brazilian economy and the obstacles on the way. Planet Mundus.